You know, the culture is actually damn good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey, where y'all at? This is Trafalgar Square. Mr. and Mr. North of South American, all the ships at sea, let's go to press. Have you been drinking? It was a good show, huh? During the workday, when you feel possessed by amorous intent, may I suggest that you suppress it? Hey! 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 Hey, how you doing? Let's get in the conference room. I would like to invite everyone into the conference room. I would like to have a meeting in the conference room right now. I know for a fact that nobody in the Parks Department reads letters. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me Savian! Murray fires, touchdown, and it's... DeAndre Hopkins, all alone in the back of the end zone. Yeah, well, when Washington wins on Sunday, we got a victory formation Monday. And when they lose, it's Existential Crisis Monday. So welcome to Existential Crisis Monday. You're on the Bob Matthews Podcast, brought to you as always by the SportsJourney.com network. Glad you're with us. Yeah, not a whole hell of a lot to celebrate yesterday there were a few bright spots and i know that everybody is dumping on dwayne haskins right now but we kind of said slow the roll last week with the win and you need to slow the roll this week because of the loss 30 to 15 in arizona yesterday it was not nearly that close this was not a two-score game and if you for some reason didn't watch it this one was out of control early And the question is, I think the big question is, how do you get second-half Dwayne uh, Haskins to show up in the first half? A thought that is not original to me, might I say. It was actually a question asked by our good friend Rhiannon Walker, the athletic, uh, to Ron Rivera earlier today. Uh, And we're going to get into some of Rivera's postgame comments today. And then tomorrow, have some thoughts about what he saw on the tape. Uh, One piece of news that we've got today, we don't know exactly how, uh, what Brandon Sheriff injured in his knee when he went off yesterday, but Rivera did say that it is positive, could miss uh, two to three weeks, maybe more. We'll get a definitive update on the injury situation, specifically his, on Wednesday, Wednesday. team is basically off the rest of the day today and they are off all day tomorrow yep no way to sugarcoat it not a good loss yesterday a couple of observations coming out of it first off everybody was talking about how if you were on twitter at all yesterday the calls are already coming it's time for kyle allen it's time to tank for trevor lawrence stop just stop. Dwayne Haskins hasn't even had 16 starts yet, all right? Everybody relax. Now, is he the long-term answer at quarterback? None of us know that. We just don't. But to start dumping on him after one bad game, especially since when you look at it, you can make a definite argument as to a lot of it not being his fault. And I'll tell you why. And again, I want to watch the coaches' tape here. Hopefully the NFL is going to put it out before Friday, like last week. But nevertheless, just going back and watching, rewatching the game again, totaled it up. Uh, Dwayne was sacked or hit on 36% of his dropbacks yesterday. Eight hits, four sacks. Uh, How bad is that, you ask? Fourth worst. He had the fourth worst line protection 
in the league yesterday. Let me show you who he's in company with. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who had 13 sacks slash hits yesterday, most of them obviously being hits, 27% of his dropbacks. Uh, Deshaun Watson was hit 17 times, 20% of his snaps. Uh, the Broncos, which wound up being a Driscoll-Lock combination as Drew Lock hurt his shoulder early in the game, that uh, collective was hit 66% of the times they threw. And Jimmy G and Nick Mullins, Southern Miss guy, by the way, the 49ers were hit on 51% of their dropbacks yesterday. So it's hard to say that you, you have to put all of, that you could put all of this on Dwayne Haskins. I mean, let's face it. You watched the game just once. You saw what's going on with the offensive line. It was garbage yesterday. I, I hate to say it. And this is you know, this is the Washington offensive line, which is supposed to be a strength traditionally of the team. Um, although, you know, we have to say days of the Hogs, obviously, long, long gone. But uh, Jerron Christian should have been charging Chandler Jones rent in the backfield. When I was, again... On the high school football team, and we have to, we really have to qualify that because I don't want it to sound like I, th that's how bad I was, you know, didn't really play just on the team. Nevertheless, our offensive line coach would have described Jerron Christian as being on nylon roller skates, which I think had something to do with the pants that we wore. Now that I think about it, anyways, I mean, he, he couldn't block anybody yesterday. He was awful. Wes Martin was not much better. I will give Wes Martin credit for uh, a really nice kickout block um, when he pulled once on a big Antonio Gibson run. But Wes Martin won a hell of a lot better. And that being said, uh, Brandon Sheriff let some guys through too, once or twice. Brandon Sheriff was responsible for at least one sack that I can remember, and maybe more. I'll have to go back and look at it. So the offensive line played horribly. And for some reason, it just seemed like it seemed like the whole team was kind of reading the press clippings on Arizona. And Rivera, Ron Rivera mentioned this today, and we'll hear about this um, on tomorrow's pod. But they did, they played tentative. I mean, they came out. I think worried that Kyler Murray was just going to run wild over him. That. DeAndre Hopkins and, and Larry Fitzgerald were going to beat him deep on on literally every play. And I, I think the offense was was worried about what came true, you know, coming true. But I mean, it was like they were just waiting for it to happen in the first half. Make no mistake about it. You look back at that again. The the talent on this Washington team is one that they can't afford to make a lot of mistakes on their own. Cardinals were not perfect. They took they put themselves in tough positions with dumb penalties in situations the championship teams, you know, don't do. And this is Arizona won five freaking ball games last year. I mean, come on. This is they were not going up against the 85 Bears. All right? They just weren't. This wasn't the 72 Dolphins they were playing yesterday. For some reason, I think they let Arizona in their heads. Can't do that. Absolutely cannot do that. Hey, you shouldn't. I mean, hell, you, you know, you took it to Philly last week. 
after being down 17 to nothing. You should not have been sweating the Arizona Cardinals, but they did. It happened. It's a learning experience, and, you know, you hope that they'll come out and play a little bit better in Cleveland. Although, again, you know, don't let the Browns get into your head. Hey, much the same team. Got a couple of really good wideouts. Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. Browns' defensive front might be just as good as, as Washington's, and now you're going to be doing it without Brandon Scherf. So you're, you're down to two of your starting offensive linemen going into the game this Sunday. I say that because, Lord, Jerron Christian. Mm, Lord today with that. Hey, okay, anyways, uh, let's go get some post-game here. And uh, let's talk to Ron Rivera, see what he had to say after the game last night. Let's first start off hearing about the mistakes, which, as you might expect, Rivera said, a team where the Washington football team is right now, mistakes, something you really don't have a luxury of making. What's, what are the mistakes we made, the turnovers uh, on offense? Um, you know, again, as I said, being second and one a few times and not converting, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it had been great to go from second and one to first and ten, you know, because now you feel like you've created a little momentum defensively was the inconsistency of, of, of getting the second and longs, you know, instead of being in second and short, third and short, you know, uh, part of it is when, when, when you, in my opinion, when you make Kyler have to stand back there and, and, and read through his progressions on third and long, second and long, that's a different game. But when you give him an option to use his athleticism and ability, now you're, you know, you're, you're hanging on. I mean, he's, as I said, he's a dynamic young football player. And another thing you can't do is make turnovers. And maybe the key to the entire game was Landon Collins. Sorry, Landon Collins gets beat for the first touchdown pass. You know, we saw the miscommunication in the back of the end zone. Sucks. It happens. You don't like it. But comes back. Arizona's next offensive series makes an interception on, what, 20, 25-yard line, something like that. And then Dwayne Haskins holds the ball too long on a, uh, I think it was a third down pass, wasn't it? Uh, Anyways, Haskins holds on to the ball too long. Gets sacked, fumbled, Arizona gets the ball back, a game that could very well have been tied at 7 or at the very least 7-3 to three at that point, all of a sudden because Cardinals go take it back for a touchdown. Now all of a sudden, instead of either being tied or down four points, you're down two touchdowns. Yeah, we turn the ball over. You can't turn the ball over. We make mistakes. Um, it, it's, it's one of those things where – we have to sustain the success. I've said it and I've said it again. If you, if you get second and one, we had three second and ones in the first half. And each time that the next play, we did not succeed. I mean, second and one, you know, you, you, you want to at least get to third and one instead of getting second and four or second and five. You know, so again, you have to sustain success. We did the same thing on defense. We're getting the third and long a couple of times and then we give up you know, a, a pass play and, and they get a first down. I mean, we have to learn to be consistent and we're going to go through this. These are growing pains, guys. We won a game last week. Everybody's excited. I was excited. I'm enthusiastic because I think we have a good football team. We just got a lot to learn. We're a young team, you know, and, and that's just really the way it is. That's the truth of the matter. Ebb and flow. It's going to be ebb and flow all year, which I know is going to be hard for all of us that are fans because NFL is a week-to-week league, and you, you want, it's like Sinatra used to say, you're riding high in April and shot down in May. Now, consider yeah, consider yesterday the shot down part of it. We also asked Rivera about Dwayne Haskins and his performance, which, of course, you know, 
statistically speaking, was okay in all practicality. The eye test, obviously, you've seen, again, all of the comments. Stat line on Dwayne looked not great, but not horrible either. 19 out of 33, 223 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Eight straight quarters now without an interception. Uh, quarterback rating of uh, 88.3, which ironically is the exact same rating as Kyler Murray had. But of course, the eye test tells you that it was a vastly different deal. He looked, he missed on some key passes, including one to Logan Thomas in the back of the end zone that he just, he put too much zip on the ball. You know, that's something you float up there. And when you got a, a tight end that's six foot five, you just kind of put it up there and say, okay, guy, go get it for me. You know, that's your ball. And he just, he just threw it too hard. But he also, you know, made some some good throws on the slants and stuff. They still can't hit that wheel route from the running back. And I don't know what the deal is with that. That is quickly turning into this regime's version of the fade, I fear. Hopefully they'll get that going soon. But uh, here is Rivera on Dwayne's Day yesterday. Yeah, but, you know, unfortunately early on he missed some opportunities. And, and again... You know, you, you, you just, when you get chances, you, you, you can't miss them. And, and unfortunately, we did. I mean, that's the truth of the matter. We did not play very well. We had a chance to take a look at this tape and, and see if we're putting the players in position to have success, too. we got to make sure we're doing the things that we as coaches uh, do to help our players uh, play better and win football games. So what did we learn yesterday? Well, we learned that the team wasn't quite as good as the one that came back and dominated the Eagles last weekend but probably not quite as bad, at least I hope not, as the one we saw, especially in the first half yesterday. A lot to be learned out of this, Les. I think the biggest thing, more so than anything else, is this is a great learning experience because, again, um, we played two teams today. We played them and ourselves. I mean, that's the truth of the matter. We hurt ourselves in that first half. You can go back and look at it. You know, we get into third and long situations, we give up big plays. Uh, we, 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 we take the ball away, we give it right back. Uh, we, we, we force a punt, we fumble the football. And we can't do those things. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're not experienced enough to do it. We're a good football team, but we're not experienced enough to overcome helping the other team beat you. You know, and that's part of it. I told the players that today. I said, hey, at the end of the, at the, end of the day, guys, you know, it's, it's tough enough to try to beat somebody, but when you help them, that, that's, that's even tougher. That's even tougher. Sorry, I, I kind of cut that off there. So where does that leave Washington? Well, it literally leaves them one and one. Uh, I would not start abandoning ship yet. And I know the way the fandom is here in the DMV. We've always been this way uh, about the football team, about Washington FT, as we now call them. But you look at the NFC East. Uh, I thought it was bad to start the year. It, it could be worse. I mean, let's face it. Anybody who saw the highlights of the Dallas game yesterday knows the Cowboys did not deserve to win their game. They should be 0-2 right now. The Falcons pretty much gave them that one. Carson Wentz got booed in Philly yesterday. The Eagles are 0-2. He got booed yesterday. No fans in the stands. We have officially found a new low for Philadelphia. And that, was that like the most Philly thing ever? You know, uh, it was piped in. They figured, hey, I mean, you talk about a tough crowd. Guy who's handling the sound up there or, or 
woman who's handling the sound up there so disgusted them personally by how Carson Wentz played that they hit the boo button. I just, I thought that was great. Eagles are 0-2. You are what your record is. And not only are the Giants 0-2, but the only decent offensive player they had, Saquon Barkley, is gone for the year with an ACL. So the division is wide open. Read bad. 8-8 eight and eight might win it this year. I know. I'm not saying this is a 500 football team. I don't even care if it's a 500 football team this year. I just like to see Washington just be relevant within the division come the first week in December. Hopefully that's not too much to ask. That actually would be progress this year. If they are relevant when we get to the first weekend in December, to me at least, that says they've made some progress this first year under Rivera. And I think that'll happen. Don't forget, this is a guy, you know, you talk about leadership. Everybody talks about, you know, he led the Panthers to that 15-1 and record and went to the Super Bowl and Cam Newton was the MVP and all that. Ron Rivera also won the NFC South one year at 7-8-1. Think about, and, and they ripped off like five or six second half of the season wins in order to do that. Um, that tells you something about the leadership. Of Ron Rivera. He's not, the man's not going to lose the locker room this year. So that's what has me at least optimistic for the rest of the year. All right, Mick and the guy on the clock on the wall say we got to get up on out of here. Uh, more stuff tomorrow with Rivera, uh, as well as a recap of Monday Night Football. And who knows what else? Don't forget, catch us on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, SportsJourney.com, wherever fine podcasts are sold. Hey, we got our stock report, who to buy and who to sell coming up tomorrow as well. See you then. Like the wise man once said, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, wear white. So many a man, so many.